Previously on the campaign trail. I'm uh, Bernard Fendek, uh, Shadow Secretary of State for Defence. You eventually reach a large office door which has the words Leader of the Fable Party, Edwina Mills, written on a nice plaque. And uh, she reaches for a mug on the table, down some goopy green liquid. Ah, good old superbrew. It's good for the heart, they tell me. Yes, at the last election, the unicorns gained a majority of only four. But with the Speaker of the House being a unicorn, that went down to three. And now, thanks to our little by-election win, it's only two. With such a shaky majority, all we need to do is convince a handful of unicorns to vote with us, and we can make a bit of a splash. Your best bet is to head to the White House Country Club. I oh. think that one of us, and I'm suggesting Pelicos because he is obviously very various, mm-hmm. pretend to be a posho. Pelicos but posh. Ooh, I like it. Ooh. Infiltrate them on their own level. I would like a tin of good biscuits. Um, how about a jar of bees? How do people feel about a jar of bees? A jar of bees? Maybe I should just get a mastiff instead. Uh, a massive mastiff. Sir Fletcher, I am uh, Pelicos Rococo. Well, I hope you wouldn't mind, sir, but, uh, you know, you know how it is. And he knocks another arrow and, uh, aims it slowly at Tilda. says, you know, sometimes on these hunts, an arrow will go astray, don't you know? You are accosted by a gnome stood upon the hedgerows, uh, who uh, seemed to be a bit of a hunter, a big game hunter, and uh, we left on a cliffhanger as an arrow is pointed towards our little hobbit uh, halfling friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not a hobbit. And so that is where we are. There is an arrow being pointed at Tilda. What do you do? I say, ma'am, that's a bit bad form, pointing weapons at people. Uh, he looks at you and goes, uh, Not bad. You'll have to do a little bit better than that, I think. Pointing weapons at voters? <laughs> come on, come on, man. Come on, man. You know, you know what it is to be posh, don't you? You know... When a posh bloke is in, in danger, he uh, he doesn't, you know, do the sensible thing, get out of the way, or uh, do something. Uh, he, he makes a clever quip. How, how else are we supposed to let people know that we're, we're posh? So come on, what's uh, your clever quip? My clever quip? Uh, <laughs> one arrow for, for a halfling. Isn't that too, too many? <laughs> oh! uh, can you roll a hmm, performance, I guess? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that'll be a good one. Um, Seventeen. Oh, excellent. Yeah, he uh, he nods at and goes, Ah, wonderful. That's good. Yes, yes. Good, Jolly good show, my good man. Uh, you uh, new to the country club, I see? Very new. We've not yet joined. We've come here to join. Well, I have, any rate. I don't, don't let the riffraff join. Yes, yes, I see you've got your little... Uh, your your, your um, lackeys here, I see. Um... And he uh, starts to clamber down from the uh, top of the hedge, and he looks at the boar and goes, Yeah, this is a wonderful specimen, this, isn't it? Yes, definitely. Yes, I'd rather like, like to have it days. carved up. What a carve up? Uh, car- carved up the, the boar, you see. Yes. Uh, it's a bit useless running around up here, but uh, of course, you know, the people in the country club uh, won't have any of it. What's a, what's a hunter supposed to do? They won't have mm. any of the boar. 
Well, you know, they say it's a, it belongs to an important person, but uh, all I say is it's, a, it's a, a bore is a bore. I've seen my fair share when I, when I was abroad. I would say everything has its season. Wait until that one comes into its season. Uh-huh. They'll bore. They will bore of it. Oh, yes, you're rather jolly good chap, aren't you? Uh, what's your name again? Okay. Pelicos Rococo. Oh, of the uh, of the Shit Creek Rococo side, for you. <laughs> <laughs> Distant relations. Ah, oh, yes, wonderful. Uh, Shit Creek spelt uh, S H Y T. Uh, just to get that past I, the census. I've been up Shit Creek myself many times. <laughs> lovely area. Um, they do, really they like make the fine puddles. <laughs> Damn. What did you say, sorry? I really like the paddle shop they have. <laughs> yeah, I did have a paddle when I was up Shit Creek. <laughs> well, they're quite pricey. The little paddling pools they've got there is rather, rather lovely. Yes, my family are landowners down in the forest of Mean, don't you know? Uh, made quite a bit of money recently you see we've been uh, upgrading to some magical technology but uh I-, I do say you know all of the people we've had to lay off they've been a little you know on the objecting side you know they don't seem to understand that well a fellow's got to make money every now and again uh, i don't suppose you've had any uh problems with the unions in your time uh, well, what's your advice on dealing with those fellows oh i've not had much dealing with the unions as yes i've not uh we've we've uh, not had to lay off many so far. Uh, what what business are you in, my good sir? If you oh well. Asking. Ah, well, I'm more of a I'm more of, uh, old money. So ah yes, rather rather good. Yes, yes, rather wonderful. Now yes. So a lot lot of it is keeping on his service, really. Well, yes. Well, well that's a uh, one 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 mustn't complain about the old money, of course. And he kind of taps you on the on the shoulder and gives you an approving look and uh, says, "Listen, listen, I, I'll I'll put in a good word for you at the club. See if we can get you fast tracked in. What do you say?" Ah, thank you very much, sir. That would be most appreciated. I shall I shall clasp his hand, shake it vigorously, as <laughs> as Pelicos Rococo would. I imagine <laughs> that you are saying that out loud as you do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, no, what, what, uh, if you will excuse me, I have uh, other beasts to uh, hunt down in this here maze. Uh, I seem to have uh, rather incapacitated this uh, this big beastie here, and uh, I shall be sated for now. But uh, I shall see you again. Good luck, sir, and good hunting. Uh, he hops up onto the top of the hedge and uh, vanishes. Uh, the boar is not looking happy. It's rather sort of. <laughs> got an arrow in its shoulder uh what would you like to do i i would like to try and help the boar i know this didn't go well last time but I, <laughs> you know my uh, compassion for all living things extends to try to cure the boar uh <laughs> can you first make an animal handling check oh yes yes i can uh animal handling. i am going to stay away from this one my animal hand <laughs> my animal handling is awful oh dear uh can you make oh, a dexterity dear. saving throw for me no a dexterity saving no? Uh, I'll give you advantage because I think it's still a little hypnotised by the lights. Okay. Seventeen. Okay, yeah, you jump out of the way as it kind of snaps at you. Uh, it's still kind of uh, moaning and uh, groaning and waving its, its head, bopping its head back and forth. And it's, it's bleeding quite profusely, I'll say. Anyone else want to try something? I'd like to do the same, actually. I'd like to try and heal the boar. Okay, make an animal handling check. Do, do, do. This could go either way. 
Oh, yes, it's a natural 20. Oh, excellent. Woo! Yay! You uh, managed to uh, yank the arrow out of its shoulder. It kind of... Yank. Makes a moaning now noise. Can but... I try and like stroke its um its shoulder yeah. tenderly just to be like, It's okay, friend. We're we're helping. Please don't attack us once we've saved you. Yeah, with with a twenty, yeah, you can definitely do that. Now, uh make a medicine check with advantage. I'll give you advantage because you uh rolled uh, a nat twenty on that. Lovely. First first is a nat twenty as well. Oh excellent. <laughs> Um, which is good because the second throw was a two. Uh, this boar is now immortal. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you patch it up good, and it, it licks your face uh, with oh. its massive tongue, which covers your entire face. Um, uh, for a moment, I ponder adopting the boar, but then I look at Ursula, who's already looking a bit jealous, <laughs> despite the fact that I've only known Ursula for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I think Ursula's been very nervous throughout this entire exchange. Very probably. <laughs> Uh, like Probably more like. Oh. <laughs> I love her. Uh, She's my favorite. Uh, the boar goes uh, charging off uh, down the hedge and uh, vanishes down the way you came. Uh, so you uh, head on up the stairs that you saw previously. Follow up for a while, winding back and forth like before. You can see the path ahead. Uh, at the end of uh, the path ahead, you can see the manor house is quite close now. But you have come to another crossroads uh, with left and right as your options. Which way would you like to go? Always left. Always left. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to Always left, you. then. Okay. I'm going to... Um, Dara thinks that it's something about your halfling instincts. <laughs> I will go with those, and I apologise most profusely to my companions for, for, for uh, offending them in the process of trying not to get them chopped. Yeah, what, what do you say to Tilda to make up for your... Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry! Pelicos the apologetic. Pelicos the apologetic is, 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 is foremost here. The path leads you in a sort of winding and twisting pattern until you reach a little clearing uh, in the uh, hedge maze. This one has a gazebo set up. Uh, it's white with blue ribbons on the edges. Uh, underneath you see a man dressed in a white suit, sipping tea and lounging on a chaise lounge. Uh, that's not how you pronounce it, is it? Cha- uh, chaise lounge? Chaise, chaise lounge. Or we could just be some completely British about it and be like, it's a chaise lounge. Uh, is it a futon? Yeah, okay, he's on a futon now. Uh, <laughs> uh, around him you see some sort of fans and admirers, uh, elves and humans, kind of uh, hanging on his every word as he's saying. Now, when I next went up against the foul beast, I took a golden tooth from the dragon's mouth and the dragon swore revenge. But he never came. Oh, no. <laughs> and he seems to have spotted you and he goes, Ah, a new admirer. And you brought lackeys. Excellent. And the halfling to boot. Do bring us some drinks, you two, and be quick about it. Now, did you never hear about the time I wrestled a bugbear and flew it off a cliff? Hmm, yes. Then I rushed into town and saved a handsome elf from a burning building. I took him to bed. <laughs> Married him the next um, day, you know. I make meaningful eye contact with Tilda and I roll my eyes. <laughs> Um, I, I roll my eyes back, but I'm thinking that if we're going off to get drinks, there's probably cake or biscuits somewhere in the nearby that I would like yeah, to locate. Yeah, the, there is a little uh, buffet area uh, just off to the to the left hand side, and you go over that, and you do indeed see uh, see a nice little pile of seed cakes and some fairy cakes. Fairy cakes have a very uh, question, different meaning, fairy cakes. I think. Okay, yeah. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> they have a very different meaning in this world, I imagine, and are somewhat gruesome, but uh, a delicacy nonetheless. Oh. <laughs> 
posh um, folk, of course. We'll talk ah. Could I could I possibly roll an investigation or insight on the food just to make sure it's all legit? Okay, go for it. Wh- which one? Uh, investigation, I think. Investigation. What exactly are you looking for, incidentally? Um, I'm just looking for anything that like um, might make us feel unwell or affect okay. our behaviour anyway. Okay. Um, I've rolled a 22 on that. I'm rolling okay, cool. well today. Uh, it's very fine food. Uh, it would affect you if you ate too much of it. You would get a stomachache. Uh, and you feel like you wouldn't take much to have felt like you've eaten too much of it. Uh, these cakes are very... Artisan. Artisan, yeah. They're artisan cakes. Uh, I take uh, five. Can you make a <laughs> sleight of hand check? What sleight of hand? Uh, hang on. Thirteen. Mm, uh... I think somebody gives you a side eye, but then when they see you doing it, they also take some. Oh, yeah. I, I give them a thumbs up <laughs> and a wink. <laughs> uh, Pelikos, you're talking to this uh, white-suited gentleman. Uh, ah, of course. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Pelikos Rococo, at your service. Ah, yes. Thank you. Gideon O'Rook, MP. So, uh, tell me, how can I help you, my good man? Oh, we've uh, we've just arrived. We in the club. We, I I've come to join. Oh, and I see you've brought a little doggy with you. Is it yours? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, 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 yes, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a. I think it belongs not to one of the servants. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it yours? It's, uh, it's, it kept, came with the servants. Ah, a, a service dog. Yes, yes. Tell me, have you ever met a gentleman by the name of Bernard Fendick? Bernard Fendick. Let me think about that. I may have done, yes. Mm, the fellow's a wonder with dogs. He trained mine ah. a few weeks ago. Came asking after me, you know. Thought we'd build up a bit of a rapport. And thought perhaps I'd be on the way to voting for his little bill this afternoon. But, uh... Well, it's tempting, but there's a few issues here. Oh, do tell, do tell. He uh, makes a gesture at his uh, fans and admirers who all kind of move off slowly towards the uh, food. He says, Listen, my family owns the biggest haulage company in the country, but we just settled a contract with the walking trees after the eagles went and unionised. We told them they could check out any time they like, but they could never leave. But apparently that's illegal, so they sued us. No shit. Anyway, old Tarmac wants to give some government contracts to the Stone Giants. But they're our biggest rivals. My constituents need this business, Mm. so Bernard's bill would be right up my alley. Problem is, I can't defy the whip. Been told to vote it down. See over there. He points at a large figure in a black suit and a top hat who is glaring at you. Uh, There's a long black case on his desk, which he keeps stroking and giving Gideon a significant look. And uh, Gideon says, Yes, that's the chief whip. He'll have my flesh tanned if I don't vote with the party line. What's he got in the case? I think that's fairly obvious. He's the chief whip. Uh, Oh, yes. Of course. It's a big bag of sweets. What do you think it is? <laughs> so you, you, you're thinking it would be good for your constituents? Hmm. Yes, but these are the difficulties with politics these days. One can't always vote with one's conscience when you're being whipped. No, no, I understand the difficulty. Truly, I do. Hmm. 
Well, I wonder what we can do. I wonder what... Oh, I shall have to think upon this. I may be able to come up with an idea. <laughs> Let me go see what's keeping my servants. Ah, yes, of course. Yes. Right. Okay, you off and away. And, yep, group. <laughs> group huddle, guys. Group huddle. Ooh, right. I love huddle. I like huddles. Huddles make me right, feel right, 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 like right. a penguin. I think Ursula's also joined in this group puddle in a very sort of... Scooby-Doo uh, style. Scooby-Doo style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this turns out to be one of the guys we need to uh, um, influence. And he's kind of on the fence. He just needs a push. And the push could be the whip not whipping him. I thought all these posh types enjoyed that kind of thing. <laughs> well... <laughs> I was going to say, I wouldn't mind pushing one of him. What do you reckon? What do you think we should do? Tell him... To, abs- <laughs> to abstain from voting. Because then he's not defying the whip. Mm-hmm. We could try and steal the whip. What do you want to do with the whip, Tilda? What do you I want to do with the whip? I, 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 I'd like to take it to that fellow who tried to shoot an arrow at me earlier on, but not in any kind of fun <laughs> way. Um, I just say if the whip doesn't have a whip, if he's lost the whip, or the whip has been misplaced, then he isn't going to be able to do any whipping. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 chief whip uh, is not looking at you at the moment. He is still sort of glaring at Gideon. So we've got a, kind of a two pronged strategy here. We convince our fella to stay on the fence, and we try and remove the whip from the whip, <laughs> <laughs> so that nobody can be whipped, and that way he might actually fall onto the other side of the fence, so to speak. So how are you going about this? What we could do is get a fantasy ice cream truck and distract the whip with a Mr. Whippy. <laughs> I don't know how we do that. I love ice cream. Yeah. Serious suggestions. Uh, what have you got in terms of uh, resources? A dog. You've got some biscuits. Got a, a jar of bees. Of paper. Oh, a jar of bees. Why don't we set the jar of bees on him and mm-hmm. he will run away and hopefully he will leave his whip and then we can take it. Um, I turn around in the huddle and I look at Ursula and say you're not scared of bees are you? She goes um, mm. Oh no <laughs> Oh no have we got the world's most cowardly master? <laughs> I love her even more This is going to be her great uh, character arc is uh, getting over her fear of bees <laughs> <laughs> You know, 68 episodes from now. <laughs> so if I took some biscuits and went to Joe and convinced this fella that he should at least abstain, and if the whip takes his eye off him, he's free to do what he will. And we'll deal with the, the whip. There's got to be a really good pun here. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Mr. So, Whippy. There we go. There we go. Come full uh, circle. So let's let's start with uh, Pelicos. Okay, you um, you march up back to to Gideon. Uh, I imagine with that's taking yeah some biscuits and uh, some mm. wine. Uh, and... Here we go. Oh. oh, are these the good biscuits? These are the damn fine biscuits. Wonderful, in... only the best around. Yes, here. yes, of course. And in in sympathy to your plight, obviously. Um, Thank you. You know, I, I quite understand it. Stuck stuck in a wedge there between responsibility and duty. Ah, I like that. Responsibility and duty. 
That was the title of my memoirs. Oh, was I, I, I did. That must be where I got the phrase from. Yes, it was rather a good setup. All pulped now, of course. Ah, shame, shame, shame. They should go for a repress. I believe you're quite right. What would you advise a chap to do in this situation? Well, you could... I mean, obviously you're leaning towards the responsibility to your constituents, which is to be commended. Absolutely. In, in, a, in a free and just vote. Your constituents would benefit from the wisdom of of your decision. It's only that you're not allowed to. So if only there was a third way. And let's uh, do a smash cut. What are you two doing? I think we need the Pink Panther music playing in the background. <laughs> 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 sort of sneaking up with our jar of bees. Make a... Wait, which, which one of us has the bees? I have I have it on my my sheety sheet. I think you're holding the bees, but if you want oh, no. to hold the bees, I I could do some sneaking. Or you could you could be the the distraction. You you could make sure he's looking the right way so he doesn't see where the bees come from. Or maybe you could offer him the bees as a delicacy. <laughs> <laughs> Delicate bee on the plate. I could put the jar loose in the lid and put them on the plate, like and pile fairy cakes around them so that when he takes the Ooh. fairy cake, it knocks Ooh. the lid off the bees. You do that, and I'll stand behind him so I can catch the whip and then run off. There we go. We doing? have a, a foolproof. Flawless uh, okay. plan. Uh, I think to start with this, a deception check on how well you hide the jar of bees with the fairy cakes. Uh, I don't know which one of you is going to be doing this. I think that's going to be Tilda. I feel Tilda's got more experience with fairy cakes. I've got a lot of experience with fairy cakes. Uh, deception, deception, deception. 19! Okay, cool. You've got proficiency with fairy cakes, I think. Uh, (laughs) Add that to your character sheet. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the the jar of bees is now uh, carefully hidden behind uh, uh, some fairy cakes, so now you have some humming fairy cakes. (laughs) I can do that that good with the fairies. Okay, okay, yeah, I like it. Uh, What do you do now? Um, I take the plate with the fairy cakes and the concealed jar of bees and I walk carefully up to the table (laughs) of the witch, balancing them on one hand. He looks over at the fairy cakes and goes, Hmm, fairy cakes, well, it's uh, rather... I I really shouldn't. I've got got my diet to think about. And he's looking at them. Uh, Do you say something to try and sell these fairy cakes? They are very delicious, Mr Whipser, and they they were sent with with compliments of of the White Horse Club. Um, So thank you for your wonderful service and, and... participation in our society <laughs> can you roll a <laughs> persuasion check for me <laughs> oh dear um persuasion five uh he's he's not he kind of reaches out because no i really mustn't i really mustn't it's, it's, it'll all go to my thighs you see but they're sugar free really yes yeah. uh, he's, and he's interested quite again nice as unlikely as it seems <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to make uh, an insight check to see. Well, uh, what's your wisdom? What's my wisdom? Uh, yeah, fourteen. I got thirteen. I got thirteen. Okay, so yeah, he's he's a little he's a little more deceived now. Dareth, what are you doing while this is going on? Um, I think I've just been very slowly sneaking up, so I'm standing behind the whip, and I'm making some encouraging 
Oh, do I need to do like a dex check or something? Or a sneaky check? check. Yeah, a stealth, not sneaky. I know the D&D words. (laughs) That's going to be 15. Okay, yeah, yeah, he doesn't notice you. Uh, So he is going to take a fairy cake and make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, (laughs) Three. Uh, So... He clumsily picks up the fairy cake. Picks up the fairy cake and uh, the lid comes off the top of the jar of bees and a cloud of now hostile bees comes out. And they're going to make a decision between going for the the moving human person or the delicious sugary fairy cakes. Uh, I think they're going to go for the the fairy cakes. I need to quickly look up D&D bees. Bees. B and B's. Swarm of wasps. Here we go. That's close enough. Uh, Okay, they are going to make an attack roll against him. Go, boys! That's uh, 18 versus AC. He is not wearing armor. He's wearing a suit, so that hits. Uh, And they are going to sting him uh, with their stingers. So that's 4d4 damage. Uh... Nine points of damage, and he is encased in the swarm, and is flapping around trying to get rid of them. Uh, the whip is in its box on the table. Uh, Dareth, if you want to grab it, yes. you're going to have to make a, a dexterity saving throw. All right, dex save throw. Yes. Good, cool. Yeah, saving throw. That's fine. Hello. That's going to be fifteen. Yeah, that does it. Okay. Yeah, you managed cool. to uh, <laughs> get the whip. Uh, one of the bees is. I feel like I just did Some it. Some of the bees are going to try and get at you, but they're going to have disadvantage, though. Yeah. I'm going to be like, no bees, you're my friends. Uh, <laughs> I've got a three and a two, so I... Um, that does yeah, not hit. Yeah, your armor class, <laughs> I imagine. Uh, so, yeah, no. the, the bees are swarming around the whip, uh, who is flailing about, uh, trying to get them away. Uh <laughs> Pelikos, you and uh, Gideon both see the whip uh, flailing about as the bees encase his head and uh, he goes stumbling and uh, tumbling away as the bees uh, pursue him and uh, he he vanishes into the hedge maze uh, and Gideon goes I say what a tremendous turn of events I think it's rather an act of God yes, possibly Uh, can you roll a persuasion check Uh, and I think you add, was it six because of the... I think, uh, what, what do the biscuits uh, give you again? Tin of biscuits, add a d4 uh, to any persuasion Good roll. biscuits, though. They have a good oh, biscuits. Good biscuits, d6. d6. So, add a, so roll d6. a d20 and a d6. Uh-huh. Plus your persuasion. It is, ooh, that's not a good roll. It's a good thing for a d6. It's uh, 12 in total. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. Uh... I think he says, you know, I can't actually bring myself to vote for Bernard's bill. But a fellow can't be blamed if he, you know, has a little drink now and again (laughs) and happens uh, not to turn up at the vote. Oh, no, not at all. Catch my drift. I I would not call it a disservice. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I think that's as good as you're going to get. As the the rest of this little party is... uh, hiding under tables uh, expecting more bees uh, you uh, make a uh, a steady uh, egress uh, further up towards uh, the uh, house uh, you you uh, reach a um 
entrance garden area and you see a little signpost. Uh, one points towards the kitchen uh, and one points towards the main entrance. Which one would you like to go for? Before we do this, do, am I still in possession of the whip? Oh, yes, you are. Sorry. Uh, I, okay, I'll, I'll add that to my inventory. Yes, you have a whip. Uh, <laughs> I will send you the stats for it. Okay, it's it's a special whip. Uh, it is plus five to hit, and it does one d six plus three slashing damage. Okay, because it is the chief whip. It is called chief whip. The whip itself. That's cool. Uh, does this mean we could whip the Fable Party MPs? Uh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh no, not the Fable <laughs> Party. The, the, the unicorn. The unicorn, unicorn party. party. Yeah. Yes. We can whip whoever Only we want, Only if you really. were disguised as the man as well, I think. Ah, okay, uh, let me just hammer up this item. So you have the kitchen and you have the main entrance. Where would you like to go? <laughs> uh, the kitchen has a kind of, uh, in brackets, staff entrance, it says there. Why not? Well, I'll follow I'll follow your lead on this. I'll, uh... Okay. You uh, head to the back of the main house and there's a small entrance uh, through a wooden door and uh, within you find a lavish kitchen like the most fancy kitchen you've ever seen like highly polished surfaces like like Gretchen would be jealous of the cauldrons they've got here that are bubbling over with soup and caviar and caviar soup and there's duck and pheasant and just all the fanciest fanciest food you can imagine I think there's even like a full unicorn on a spit roast somewhere um, it's a rather gruesome sight good lord <laughs> Uh, and uh, there's a couple of uh, kitchen staff uh, walking about here and there. Uh, what would you like to do? I would like to taste some of the caviar soup. Can you make a stealth check? <laughs> oh, my stealth is pushing to eating food. Oh, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Uh, six. <laughs> six? Yeah. Uh, a chef comes around as you reach out and slaps your hand away with, with a wooden fork and goes, None of that, lass. What do you think you're doing in here? Do you mind? Do you know who I am? I am I am Tilda the Posh of, of Upper Poshington, and I am a member of this club, and I am entitled to test your soup. Uh, make a deception check. Natural 20. Uh, okay. Uh, wow. <laughs> he, he said, oh, I, I, I will apologise, um, uh, Lady Tilda. Uh, oh, well, I'm sorry, we don't usually get guests coming through the staff entrance. Uh, I... I do beg your pardon. Uh, here, here, do try some uh, some of this uh, delicious caviar, and uh, can I can I interest you in some? Uh, 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 and he's got uh, frantically looking through um, his various uh, cooking uh, th- things that are being cooked, and says, can, I, "Can I interest you in a uh, a slice of dragon meat?" Yes, absolutely, and and some of the unicorn if you've got any, and and I would <laughs> like to try. Um, do you have any good biscuits? <laughs> oh yes, uh, well, uh, well, yes, yes, sir. and he reaches up to a biscuit tin and he hands you a uh, a, a biscuit. Oh, uh, delicious! You you can add that back into your um, a, uh, inventory if you like. Yeah, uh, I think that'll be your reward for your natural twenty. There, <laughs> you <laughs> you've replenished your good biscuits. Pelicos with deceptive is open mouthed with astonishment. <laughs> I would be open mouthed, but my mouth is stuffed with all the food. <laughs> uh, what are the other two doing? Just You've got the attention kind of, of chef now, kind so of, you can talk to him. Uh, oh, they, these are these are my companions. This is this is Pelicost the speechless, and <laughs> fine fine bard. 
and oh, we are. Bart, well, that's not. You, you should really uh, head, head up to the dining room. There's a Bart there playing right now. Are you, are you the uh, entertainment for the evening? Yes. Oh, wonderful. Uh, old Anderson's been there for a few hours. He could probably do with a break. Yes. Um, what partic- do you know what um, form of entertainment? They, they didn't deliver a brief on time. Oh, uh, we- typical uh, these pot. Uh, uh, no offence, mm. Monsieur. <clears throat> Don't know why I still take these jobs. Uh, well, uh, old Anderson, he's been uh, he's mostly flute. Flute solos has been his thing. He's been at it for about six hours at this point. How is he breathing? Circular. Circular breathing. <laughs> I, I know some I've been standing on one leg for six hours. Yeah, probably. That's how flute players do it, isn't it? Flautists. I'll um, head up shortly. I feel I could stock up on some food before I begin my session. <laughs> oh, you should oh. try the dragon and the biscuits and, and what was the caviar soup? Delicious. Yes. I really, I'd like to have a look at your recipe book, young man. Tilda, you have exquisite taste. Uh, well, the recipe book is, of course, uh, absolutely confidential, but uh, I suppose for you. And uh, yeah, he reaches down and pulls out a, a large tome that's got lots of like pages that are kind of falling out, some that have been like stapled in place. And uh, and he likes, I think, yeah, he like just shows you some of the recipes and uh, you frantically make some notes. And appreciative noises. <laughs> so uh, what business brings you uh, to the to the country club today? Well, I'm here for the food. <laughs> Because, because Evidently. your cooking is legendary. <laughs> make, make a buttering up check. <laughs> Appropriately. These fellows, I, I met them along the road, and they are they are good friends of mine, and they are here. They are here for the social occasion, um, but I'm mainly for the grub. Uh, well, yes, we're, we're with we're with Lady Tilda. Well, that's good. Yeah, you should probably uh, head up to the private meeting room on the second floor, though. The uh, in the thatch suite, I believe there's a meeting going on with some uh, unicorn members of Parliament going on up there. Uh, oh yes, oh unicorns! Yeah. Oh, I love the unicorns! Oh, some of them are my best friends. Where are we going again? <laughs> uh, in the thatch suite, that- uh, named after the infamous Dark Prime Minister. Uh, make a history check, actually. Seventeen. Seventeen. Eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dareth? Um, that's going to be a sixteen. Okay. Uh, I, I think you all, you've all heard of Thatch, uh, the Dark Prime Minister who famously banned children uh, about thirty years ago. But I think uh, possibly Tilda and Dareth, uh, you. Uh, how old are you, by the way? How old are your characters? Oh, I don't um, know. It's on here Late thirties, early forties—that's what I was going for. Yeah, thirty okay. uh, something. Okay, See, on a good day. I think. You, <laughs> okay, you were all a bit young uh, when Thatch was in power, but you've heard tales, and uh, they tend would, to be quite gruesome tales. A tale. T- t- would Dareth have been a child when Thatch was in power? Possibly would have been a child. Yes. Would I have been banned? Uh, yes, you probably would have been banned, and you, you're one of the few Damn! Uh, children who had been uh, smuggled and hidden away uh, during the great child call Yikes. of Thatcher's uh, early years. That's really uh, dark, th- Joel. That's really, really dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you are got implications 16- for that. Wow. Uh, you got 16, didn't you, uh, Tilda? Um, 17, yeah. 17, even better. Yeah, uh, yeah I think you you remember that uh, Thatch was uh, dramatically defeated in a... Uh, 
very fantasy-esque showdown that happened again like 30 years ago and uh, uh, these adventures are now available in a book series uh, <laughs> I would have been uh, one I don't think I would have remembered <laughs> yeah but I think you grew up with the with a uh, with the fall of thatch uh, young adult fantasy series uh, uh, yes I like those <laughs> they were very entertaining especially yeah, you... the part where they all lined up to stab her in the back <laughs> So yeah, uh, there is an, a suite in this place that is named after uh, Thatch, the Dark Prime Minister. Uh, where would you like to go? There is uh, the dining room where you've got uh, a bard, uh, and uh, also there is uh, you can go around back to the main entrance, or you can uh, go up to the suite. Where would you like to go first? I'd quite like to go and talk to this bard and just be like, "Hey, bard, it's me, another bard. <laughs> what do you know? Where's where's where's, where's, where's yeah." Where's this MP we're supposed to find? Uh, probably in the thatch yeah. Ooh. Uh, you're probably going to have to go the through the dining room. There's probably more food. More food. <laughs> okay. Oh, well. Impeccable logic, I love it. Yes. You uh, enter the dining room and are blown away by the sheer amount of gold and precious gems that have gone into making this frankly garish place. Ornamental lamps on tables, doilies encrusted with diamonds, solid platinum dinner plates, mahogany chairs, chandeliers of glittering gold. The whole thing is just a nightmare of wealth. Uh, there are several people mulling around dressed in their finest gear. Uh, one person catches your eye, but uh, they don't seem to really notice you there. Can you all make a wisdom saving throw? Which one is the Um. Oh. Thirteen. Nine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dareth and Pelikos, you feel a sense of calm and just a loving warmth, and your eyes are drawn to a figure who is standing on the stage. Uh, he is uh, dressed in a long-tailed frock coat with big billowy white shirt, massive cuffs. He's wearing tights and a codpiece. He has wild hair that frames his head like a lion's mane and complements his beard, which is huge and bushy. He's playing a flute with some vigour. Uh, and uh, But Tilda, you are unaffected by his casting of Charm Person. Oh. Ooh, one sec. I have advantage against oh, being charmed because okay. I'm a half-elf. Okay, go for it. Not that it matters. I got a critical okay. failure. So, sorry, but Dareth and Pelikos, you are just hypnotised by his... Uh, just lovely playing of his flute and his shirt his shirt is amazing and his beard beautiful it's beard so stylish why is he standing on one leg for the style but oh. he just looks like a flamingo <laughs> the most stylish flamingo I've I think, ever seen I think it is somewhat uh, like if you're playing the flute you have to stand on one leg I think it's just how it's done why should you have to use both legs at once? <laughs> uh, Pelikos and... Um, and I also now attempting to stand on one leg in admiration and mimicry. Yeah. I can feel my ankle twitching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, this uh, bard on the stage, uh, he notices that it hasn't worked on you, uh, Tilda, and he says... Oh ho! Someone who knows the ways. Well, would you like to perhaps come up here and help me with some of my despicable cocktail lounge jazz? And he uh, <laughs> offers you a uh, a triangle to play. I'm 
sorry, mate. Despicable Cocktail Lounge Jazz is just about my least favourite genre of music. Uh, he sits and swings his legs off the edge of the stage and leans towards you. Oh, you uh, have he... got two legs. Oh, <laughs> I was concerned for a minute. I use them when I need to, but not always is that necessary. And he looks around at the room and says, I wouldn't worry about the other folks too much. They're all somewhat charmed by my, well, a charm. Call me super perceptive, but uh, I've been around rich folks long enough to know that you ain't it. So, come on, what's the scam, fam? Right, you're not charming me. I'm clearly not convincing you. Uh, but there's no scam. I mean, I'm mainly here for the food. Do you know, rich folks eat nice grub. I am a halfling, and nice grub is what we're about. And do you play? I play very, very badly. <laughs> but my friend here, who thinks you're charming and is now doing an impression of a flamingo in honour of you, <laughs> is a superlative bard. And uh, I dance. Yes, and, and Pelicost the Fleet-Footed... It's a fabulous dance. Uh, he uh, jumps up again and plays a little uh, tune on his flute. Uh, Pelikos, make a performance check for me. Performance or acrobatics? Performance. <laughs> <laughs> ah. 21. Okay, you do Yay. a really convincing jig and uh, break, you start breakdancing to the tune and uh, the, the bard is very impressed uh, and as he puts down his uh, flute and says, well, that, uh, that was... Uh, Wonderful to observe. I should possibly take... Can, may I take your friend with me on the road? I, I, I'm i under contract at the moment, I'm afraid. <laughs> I didn't know you could spin around on your head like that. <laughs> oh, well, it is a bit flat. <laughs> <laughs> Why did not mess up your hair? It's for shirts that I'm worried about. <laughs> oh, you know, life, life on the road is hard for a bard, as they say. A good bard, Isn't it just... a good song, and a good story can go far and wide. That is, if they had a good enough incentive. A song I heard once, and he leans in close and gives you a really wide grin and says, Have you heard of that old Edwina Mills, leader of the opposition? Yes. I mean, we do pay attention to current affairs. Well, you should pay more attention. It's full of brilliant stories that can make such wonderful songs. Why, I heard just the other day that Edwina Mills was seen failing to eat a curry. And... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell! And you know that it did look rather funny. Uh, That kind of a song, if it got out, might sway voters of... uh, certain disposition plenty of words rhyme with curry of course you don't truly think that somebody eating sloppily could affect an election would be an actual vote loser well no way things have happened tell me little bard you have a loot i see i do i'm not that little <laughs> i'm five five for crying out loud oh a sharp She's tongue like two foot taller than me <laughs> They please. How about this? If you can outperform me, best of three, I'll think about singing a song that says that, well, that Miss Edwina is a wonderful person who has never eaten a curry sloppily. And if I outperform you, well, perhaps songs you might not like start getting out. 
You're that confident in yourself, eh? I am. This city has been leaning unicorn for a while, but I know where all the best drinking holes are. And if I felt your team was on the level, I could do something good. And uh, perhaps if you can offer us bardic people a little incentive, I can certainly swing a few people in all the right places. What kind of incentive would we be talking about? Ooh, what kind of swinging will we be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what can you offer me? I've got a tin of dog... biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the dog kind of like is sniffing around, looking, uh, looking, trying to eat uh, the, um, <laughs> the, the 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 flute, and he pulls it away. No, 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 no! Good little doggy. Um, we will, we will leave with our dog, and your flute won't be eaten. Is that a good enough offer? Hmm. Tell you what. How about a little bard's duel? What do you think? Fuck yeah. Okay. Bard off. Uh, can you make a performance roll? And I will make a performance roll. Damn right, I can. Well. Performance. Well. I got um seventeen. Six. So I think you win the first round. And uh, what what do you what do you play? Um, I start really simply with a da 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 da. See if he can keep up. He can't. He he's outclassed somewhat. It's like level one of Guitar Hero. But it's much harder to play on the flute. Uh, <laughs> is it? Uh, he uh, he stands up now and uh, stands on one leg and sort of rolls his shoulders and says, "Okay, how about round two? How about it? Twelve, twenty-three. <laughs> you are like smoking him. Uh, you you are doing like full on riff- with your your lute, which is one uh, string short." Uh, you are just mm-hmm. shredding this loot, and he just cannot, for the life of him, keep up. And eventually, he like holds up his hand and says, "Oh, I, I, I know when I'm beat. Uh, tell me your name, my good bar. My name is Dareth Moonbeam. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I do apologize. That's just quite funny. I know it's unfortunate. They call me Anderson. Hello, Anderson. Uh, it's um. It's definitely something to make your acquaintance. I need to be getting out of here in a few moments. Uh, Do you mind uh, playing a little song while I uh, collect my things? I I, I feel like I I must play you out. Um, And I play Closing Time. (laughs) Like a performance roll. That's going to be a 15. Okay. Okay, and he makes a stealth check and gets 20, non-natural. And uh, you see him... Walking around the slightly dazed uh, diners and just lifting things out of their pockets, dumping them into a bag, and then he uh, marches his way to the back door, gives you all a big wave, uh, and then vanishes out of it. Wow, what a dick! <laughs> I like him. <laughs> he he was fun. I loved his shirt. <laughs> It's not for sale! He calls back. <laughs> you should uh, let him start, and then you could charm the shirts off people. <laughs> and, and, and have them for yourself. Do you know, I, I might just multi-class. <laughs> he inspires me. We can't have a party of all bards. I'll t- <laughs> yeah. uh, so where would you like to go next? Uh, there's upstairs to the thatch suite, or there's to the main entrance. Uh, where would you like to go? Hmm. I think we should go to the thatch suite and mm. talk with the dogs. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, you head up to the second floor. It's lush, carpeted with thick carpets, and it smells delightful. Perfumes like freshly baked bread. Uh, it doesn't take you long to find the thatch suite. Uh, it's at the end of the corridor, and there's a massive, intimidating iron door. Uh, as you kind of uh, do a little shave and a haircut, uh, it opens uh, almost automatically, and uh, with a ominous creak it uh, opens and there within you find this like a penthouse suite set up so there's like lots of nice sofas uh, sofas that are set up around a little fireplace uh, there's a water feature on one side there's a little kitchen area where people where waiters are holding nice trays of food and wine you see three people are sat at the sofas you see a ginormous tall stone looking fellow this is the first person that catches your eye uh, you also see a half-elf, uh, and you see also a human man. And this human man catches your eye and looks slightly panicked for a moment. This is a man with huge sideburns, a widow's peak, and hairy hands. Bernard Fendick stares at you from the sofa. He gives a quick wink and adjusts his woolly jumper. Meanwhile, this stone giant stands up, reaching for a club by his feet, and she says... Can I help you, people? Hello! My name is Pelikos uh, Rokoku. I'm a new member of a club. I've uh, come to uh, see around. Uh, Bernard steps up and goes, Ah, good, uh, good Pelikos, he says. It's really good to see you, mates. And uh, as he kind of reaches out a hand towards you, Ursula the dog leaps up to Bernard. And I was going to say, I feel like Ursula's going to love Bernard. Uh, and she licks his face. He tumbles over backwards and the dog uh, wags her tail enthusiastically. Uh, Bernard manages to sort of stand back up uh, and uh, he fusses with the dog. Uh, the other people in the room grin and shake their heads and you get the impression, impression that this is not the first time this kind of thing has happened. Uh, as you sort of wrangle Ursula, uh, Bernard leans in close uh, to you, Tilda, I think, because you're lower down to the ground and says, Thank God you're here. I can't stand these people. You've got to help me. What do you want us to do? I'm trying to get them to vote for me, Bill, but they made me eat so much of that bloody caviar. It's disgusting. It's just fish eggs. They're not even in batter. It's yum. <laughs> it's yum. I got batter would improve it, actually. I, I should mention that to the chef. Because Battered caviar. Batter Deep caviar would caviar. go down really well. That's not what we're supposed to be talking about, is it? <laughs> the half-elf says, uh, Mr. Fendek, who are these uh, strange people? Oh, uh, yes, uh, this is uh, Palacos Rococo. He's, uh, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, yes, uh, I'm a field Rococo's uh, from up north. First time down here. Um, I'm just in, I'm interested in joining the uh, the club as as uh, as my political persuasion with the Unicorn Party. Mm. I am Lady Tilda Posh of Upper Poshington. I'm a lifelong <laughs> unicorn connoisseur of delicious grubs. Um... I'm Dareth Moonbeam and I just ripped your bar in the dining room to shreds with my excellence. That sounds gruesome. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yes, this is uh, Samantha Puddle- Puddlewick MP. Uh, she's, uh, well, she, she's uh, been uh, talking to me about me old uh, bill that I've got going through the commons. Yes, Bernard's been very persuasive, but uh, I'm sorry, I'm just... I don't really see the point, frankly. So tell me, like, what am I supposed to do? Just vote for a thing? Why? Why should I do that? You get the impression she is quite... Ah, we saw... 
<laughs> yes. We saw a gentleman outside. Uh, he said he was uh, very swayed by Bernard's arguments. Oh, what was his name now? What was his name? Uh, Gideon. Gideon. Uh, Gideon. Gideon's an ass. If you ask me. Yeah, listen. You, you with the loot. You're a half elf. You know what it's like. I'm one of the oldest. Yes, I do. I'm one of the oldest half elves in Parliament. I've seen cities rise and fall. I don't. When I've seen people come and go and die and born and die again. And why should I care about every little vote that comes along? I only ever really vote on the really important ones. Bend the arc of history, you see. And I just don't think this one's uh, important enough. If the vote's not important, then why don't you stay home and have a nice cup of tea, put your feet up? Recover from your impending hangover? Yes, yes. Drink a bit more wine. You know, you don't need... Like you say, you've been there for a long time. You don't need to go to every single vote. Stay home. If you don't care, then what does your vote mean? Listen, and she leans in close and says, Listen, shh. Oh, God, you smell. I mean... Yes, I know. (laughs) Sorry. I've been drinking much of the... Dragon piss wine. Now, oh God! Uh, listen, I uh, I, I'm trying <laughs> to be a better MP. My wife says that I need to do more votes, and so I need to fulfil that. I mean, she got me a very good gift, you see, and she looks slightly happy as she says this. She got me a nice boar, you see, a giant boar. Uh, maybe you saw it running around. <laughs> If anything happened to that boy, I would be devastated. Um, I think we, we, we I think we encountered your your boar. One of we we, we saved we your boar from one of your own party. What what happened? I demand you tell me immediately. Shooting arrows at your boar in. Uh, Why were you shooting arrows at my boar? We weren't. We weren't. No, we weren't. It was that gnome. You saved your boar. Dareth saved your boar using elf magic or something. <laughs> What can I say except you're welcome? Uh, can you make a persuasion roll? Which one of us or all uh, of us? Tilda, I think. You were, you were doing the, the, the lion's share of that, I think. I sure I was. Uh, seven. Okay, no, she just kind of goes... You say that, but I don't think there's nobody around here who would do that to my precious boy. My big old tusk boy. A gnome. A gnome. That's who did it. A gnome with a crossbow. Oh, that would be Sir Fletcher. Yeah, this is brighter. Well, I can have a word. He seemed to think it was a fair game, fair sport. If it's running around, he'll shoot it. He tried to do the same. Dilda! Can you roll a persuasion check for me? 23. Okay. She, Her eyes kind of widen. She goes, well, I'm certainly having words with with what's his face with his, with his crossbow. I'll call my wife as well immediately and get her to come over here. Do you know the cost of eagle flight is astronomical? Public transport is a joke. Bernard, you can't put something in your bill about that, can you? Get get the roads all fixed up or something. Bernard goes, um, well, I can certainly uh, think about it. Uh... Well, why don't you, uh, why don't you, uh, have another drink? Don't, don't you think that's a good idea? And the stone giant goes, Bernard, are you trying to get her too drunk to vote? If you are, I will squish you with my massive club. It's very big. 
I, I, I like the stone giant. That's a good attitude. She's <laughs> great. I will get my friend to the vote no matter what, even if I have to push her through the lobbies myself. So, I won't tell her which way to vote, but you can be certain she won't be abstaining. And uh, the stone giant looks very seriously at you. That's a fine attitude. Mm. Ab- mm. Abstention's never achieved anything. It's good that she's, even in her advanced state of inebriation, she's so passionate about our democracy. <laughs> um, uh, can you uh, each roll a collective persuasion check on her? Collective persuasion check. Oop. 20. Ooh. Ooh. Nine. Nine. Ooh, okay. She kind of nods, but you can't quite tell whether that's a nod of I'll vote with you or a nod of she's nodding off. And uh, (laughs) the stone giant gets up and goes, I think you should leave now. So Bernard kind of gets up and uh, and Ursula is kind of running around his feet. And he goes, oh, all right, of course, of course. Right, uh, good doggy, good doggy. Uh, nice to see you again, mates. And uh, Bernard, Come on, Ursula, come on. Bernard looks absolutely panicked uh, as you uh, make your way out of uh, the uh, country club. Uh, once you're back on the streets, uh, you notice Bernard sort of visibly uh, as if a weight has been taken off his shoulders. He goes, oh, thank the gods. I bloody hate that place. Well, they always make me go there because they think I'm the best one to smooze these people. It's because of my accent. They think my accent's quite posh, you see. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm from I'm from fantasy Liverpool, which is really posh. <laughs> Love it. Love it so much. Come on, we should get we should get to Parliament for the votes. Come on, yeah, it'd be good for you to see uh, little old Gorlack cast his first vote. Oh, yes, I'm going to go that. So exciting. Uh, You uh, hurry through the streets as large Len tolls out. Uh, The streets are packed with people and you struggle to get through the throng. It's almost dinner time, so some people are heading to the pubs and restaurants. Uh, Ursula sniffs out a particularly busy butcher's shop, but you manage to pull both her and Tilda away uh, (laughs) with uh, Bernard's help. Uh, you come to the entrance to Parliament, uh, which stands behind some massive gates. Uh, Bernard shows his ID and lets you follow him in. Uh, beyond the gates, there is a path that winds through a cobbled area uh, between some of the other government buildings uh, before the Houses of Parliament themselves. One building catches your eye. It's a large house with a moat all around it, and each of the walls seems to have a portcullis. Uh, you see a, a number of people coming out of it and headed for the com- commons. And Bernard says, oh yeah, that's, uh, that's Portcullis House, that's where the government offices are, that's where the speaker usually holds up. And he points up to a tall turret that leans out of the corner of the house, uh, 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 off the um, the roof. Uh, you see a large nest-like structure, and from it you see a figure that is perched on the edge. A moment later, they open their arms and leap from the building. Their arms are covered in feathers, and they soar, or rather glide their way down, until they stop and are jerked back. They're now dangling from a rope, tethering to the top of the building. The figure squawks and curses and is trying desperately to get free. Uh, what do you do? Oh no, um, what can we do to help? Ha- ha- how- just fall? I suppose they've got wings. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> shut up, You've too much cake. You know what you're talking about. Could <laughs> um, we? Oh, no, that would be a terrible idea. Um, are you going to try and shoot the rope? Are we able to get rope? onto Port Cullis House? Uh, you can try. 
There's a there's a moat. You'd have to get across the moat. Okay, that, no, there is a bridge. Uh, there is one one bridge down, uh, but it's packed with people. Most of the people seem to uh, glance up at the bird person who is like struggling and just kind of shake their heads and walk walk on. Uh, Bernard says, "How are people walking past this?" Uh, oh, it's the third time this week. He's got himself all tangled up. You, you see. Safety records say, yeah, safety legislation says you've got to wear a harness if you're in the speaker's chamber up there. Uh, but the speaker himself, he has to wear one too, just to be fair. But he always forgets <laughs> to take it off. And he ends up falling down and getting himself tangled. We used to always go and rush to help him, but people have just got bored of it now. That's he does terrible, this a lot. He's just hanging upside down. I mean, he's clearly getting more and more tangled up. He's going to hurt himself. How can, how can we help? Ugh. Could we not get up to the speaker's office and like try and pull him up? I don't want to like fire an arrow and try and break the rope because I might. <laughs> He's very flappy and I might hit him and and that would be terrible. Okay. Uh, you uh, fight your way through the crowds on the bridge uh, and uh, come into Portcullis House. Uh, a security guard looks at you, but Bernard uh, flashes a uh, an ID card uh, and he looks at it skeptically. But uh, and Bernard says, uh, "I've got a." Uh, uh, what are we here for again? A, a meeting with the uh, uh, and he looks at you for help. Well, appointment with, speaker. with a speaker. Yeah, I've got an appointment with a speaker, and uh, the security guard just goes, uh, "You know what? I don't even care." Uh, and so you head in, and Bernard goes, "That's really worrying, actually. If the security's like that." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you climb a set of stairs that wind their way around the building, uh, and it uh, takes you a while to get it. Make a constitution check. Constitution. Uh, check? Check. Just a check. Check. 15. 16. Mm-hmm. 19. Okay, wow. Tilda, uh, in a surprising <laughs> turn of events, uh, despite your tiny legs, you sprint up the stairs and uh, arrive at the top. Uh, in it's the, all in that cake. It's all that cake. by fairy cakes. Yeah. You two, uh, you have a little bit of a whew uh, as you reach the top. Uh, but yeah, you come to the speaker's chamber uh, and uh, head out and you are now uh, in this bracing cold wind is now whipping against you as you are quite high up. Uh, there are some uh, uh, harnesses uh, near the door and there's a big sign saying harnesses must be worn at all times. Are there <laughs> any harnesses small enough to fit me? Yes, there are. And I uh, quickly pull on a harness. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. I, I'm going to assume you do as well, Dareth. Yeah, I do. Okay, so you all pull on your harnesses and uh, you head to the edge where you see the rope uh, uh, upon which the speaker is dangling. Uh, what would you like to do? Sir, stop struggling. We'll pull you up. Ah, order, order. Ah. Which order? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like, I'd like um, fish and chips if you're, you know, if you're ordering. <laughs> come back up here first. I'm sure it's not quite that kind of order, Tilda. <laughs> um, shall we try and pull you up? I'll take that as a yes. Let's pull. Okay. Right. Okay. You all make a strength check for me. Strength check. Uh, with disadvantage because of the wind. So you roll twice and take the lower number. Oh no. Seven. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Is that an, is that a oh, critical no. fail? It's a critical fail. Okay. Yeah, I've got you two. Get? Okay. Uh, Derek. <laughs> Uh, you trip and fall, and now you are also dangling down. Uh, oh, no. And oh, pendulum-like, you whack into the speaker. 
his black feathers go flying everywhere, and uh, now you're all back to back, dangling several feet. All of us. No, just oh, you two. Uh, Tilda, you nearly okay. fall off uh, with a two, uh, but uh, you're you're still you still manage to. I think I think Ursula grabs you by by the lapels and pulls you back. Oh, thanks, Ursula. Good oh, doggy. Good dog. Have a biscuit. You now have two people dangling off the edge. What do you do? Bugger. Uh, one each. <laughs> Can I try and like grapple onto um, the speaker, like so, so, so we're together? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Rather than getting tangled. Uh, make a hmm, a hug check. Make a charisma check. To see if you can calm him down. Um. Oh, I've got another critical failure. Oh, no. My rolls are all over the place today. Yeah, he's, like, just flailing against you. I think actually. Uh, thirteen versus AC. Um, that is my AC. So yeah, yeah that's gonna hit. Uh, you go ahead and take four points of uh, piercing damage as his beak sort of snaps into your shoulder. Uh, he's a panicked oh. little bird, bird person. Uh, what are you two doing up, up at the top? Um, shall we try and pull one each? Uh, we could try. I mean, I'm not sure that. Yeah, obviously you're a lot stronger than me because I'm. Small. I will uh, say that well, Ursula pulling on you will probably uh, give you. Uh, yes. Uh, if, if Ursula and I take one rope and you take yeah. the other one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like... Okay. So pull, pull again. Uh, but I think oh. now you've you've got used to the, the the wind, so I won't give you disadvantage this time because you're kind of braced for it now. Oh, right. Like. I got critical. Twenty. Fail. Oh no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I rolled a critical success. Okay, so Pelicos, you haul the speaker uh, up. Actually, no. Who who would you like to sp- haul up, uh, Dereth or the speaker? I was going for the speaker. Okay, so you pull the speaker up in Thanks, one fell <laughs> swoop. But and as you're celebrating your success, you see Tilda's feet disappear over the edge. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and now your two friends are dangling <laughs> down. <laughs> over Ursula's Bernard, fine. Bernard. <laughs> oh yeah, Bernard's there. He's at, he's at the Bernard, door. come join. Bernard's still struggling to put his harness on. I, I think he finally gets it gets <sighs> and, and rushes up and goes, "All right, mate, what's it? Oh bloody hell! What what have you done? One up, two down. All right, uh, I'll grab this one. You grab that one. Right. The blood's rushing to my head, and the fairy cakes are also rushing from my stomach. It's okay. Just embrace it. Just go with the wind, and it's actually quite fun. It's like a bungee jump where you don't get to oh, go back up. I, I think that, well Ursula is uh, comforting the speaker by licking his face. I think at the moment. Uh, so, oh, make oh, is Ursula down there as well? Uh, oh Ursula my lord, is, is up uh, and is comforting the oh. speaker who you've just rescued. Uh, got right. nineteen. Fourteen I plus th- one fifteen. I'll say that you're pulling Tilda, so you just about do it, and Bernard pulls um, Dereth up, and uh, you are all now regathered uh, up on top of, in the speaker's chamber. And uh, the speaker who is being, um, who is now petting uh, Ursula, goes, "All right, order. I thank the honourable member for his assistance and for the assistance of you fine people too. Ark, I am Barcrow, the speaker of the house, or the, <laughs> the, the squawker of the house, perhaps. I just my funny. It's very funny." And uh, Bernard goes, "Oh, thanks, Mister Speaker. Uh, uh, do you think you? Uh, I think you've got uh, an appointment today." And the speaker says, "Ah, quite right, you are. Ah, but I must remain impartial, of course." Uh, and Bernard goes, "Oh, yes, of course." Uh, and uh, winks. Uh, can you all make a charisma check for me? I'm not sure. I feel very charismatic. I feel awfully sick. <laughs> 
I actually quite enjoyed that experience. <laughs> 17. Twelve. I'm smiling. Pelikos was smiling. And Bernard make ooh, Bernard gets eight. Uh, okay. The speaker just kind of nods at you, but again, you can't quite tell if he's on your side in this situation or not. You, uh, the speaker, is a little more careful this time, and uh, you walk with him to the door, and he takes off his harness, and uh, you all head down the stairs and uh, out of Portcullis House, past the security guard who like just watches you with a kind of bored expression. Uh, and then head over into the Palace of Bestminster. Uh, it's very clean and grand, though surprisingly cramped. Uh, through the entrance hall, uh, there are pale pillars and a hammer beam roof. You see murals along the wall depicting major events from history, wars, revolution, tea time, uh, and the day the monarch was fired into space. Um, you climb a set of uh, wide stairs and pass a large stained glass window that depicts de- that depicts a fantasy world rocket ship heading up to the moon while a long forgotten prime minister gives a thumbs up. You oh, can you each make a history check for me actually? Yeah. Ooh. Um. No. No. Okay. Yes. Six. <laughs> Twenty-one. 17. Okay, Tilda and Dareth, you remember that uh, back around uh, 460 years ago, uh, infamously the uh, monarch uh, fired themselves into space uh, through for some reason that is kind of hazy. Uh, you didn't study history, but uh, you definitely remember it. Ha- it is a thing that happened and is where our <laughs> uh, year count comes from. We are currently in the year uh, 462, I think it was, and that is 462 years since the monarch fired themselves into space. Uh, I don't think I'll ever get over the ridiculous of the phrase, oh, when the monarch fired himself into space. As they do. As they do. Uh, Did the monarch fire themselves into space through their own power or some kind of actual like uh, rocket? uh, It was a a magical rocket. Sorry, space. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I did not know history. <laughs> so perhaps Pelikos or, or Derek could enlighten me, but um, do we actually have a space programme? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I failed my history check. I couldn't tell you in the slightest. <laughs> do we find that firing ourselves into space was a bad idea? I think, yeah, I think it very much is regarded as a bad idea. I mean, the monarch is still um, regarded as... As as the monarch, uh, because nobody saw them die because they're in space. <laughs> All right, so, so there's no actual monarch. There's no big hat, big brooch, signs things in Parliament person. Yeah, they're definitely <laughs> there. They're just uh, in space. <laughs> how 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 do they sign bills if they are in space? Well, someone does it in their honour, presumably. I haven't uh, worked that bit out yet. Do, do they, <laughs> whenever they have to do that, do they have to wear like a um, honorary fantasy space suit, space suit for the with yeah. yeah brass helmet and or do they yeah. have to just you know fire the bills up into the air and hope yeah. that they come down? <laughs> and we just assume that they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Democracy. Um, uh, so you head through. I, I feel a... I know a little bit more about the world I live in now. <laughs> You head through a long hallway lined with statues of former prime ministers stretching back about 500 years. Uh, There are humans, elves, dwarves, and even the occasional half-elf. Towards the end of the hall, you come to some of the most recent uh, set from the year 420. Nice. Uh, You see the infamous dark prime minister Thatch, who banned children, followed by one of her successors. Uh, You also see a statue of a large bear in a suit. That was Tony Bear. For Tony Bear. So by his uh, his good friend Gorbro the Brave, who saved the world. Uh, <laughs> there's a couple more, and then you see the final statue of the current Prime Minister, Tarmac Goodlands. 
Uh, she's a stern and stoic high elf and carries a sorcerer's staff. Uh, as you reach the central lobby, it's hexagonal, of course. Uh, the corridors leading off in several directions. Uh, there are bards and minstrels mulling about. A couple of them recognise you, Dareth, and uh, give you a nod. I give them a, a polite wave. Uh, and uh, you see a couple of ministers uh, around as well. And Bernard turns to you and he says, Well, lads, it's been belting to see you. Uh, thanks for all your help. Uh, I suppose uh, we'll see if it pays off. Good luck. Oh, yes. Luck. Uh, oh, oh, look over there. And uh, you see Gorak coming from one of the corridors, followed by a bunch of other M- MPs, including Edwina. Oh, we'll uh, Gor- enthusiastically, will I? enthusiastically because uh, I love that guy. <laughs> Gorlak is carrying uh, a little tray of uh, uh, teas and coffees uh, and uh, Edwina says oh, it's just like old times isn't it Gorlak? Yes of course it is. Uh, I got you, they didn't have any super brew Ed- Edwina but uh, I got you uh, a double espresso. <laughs> ah, well, I'm, sure, I'm sure that will do. Uh, and Gorlak looks at you you three and says "Ah, so uh, do you think you've done it? Do you, do you think we've swung enough of them? Don't know. The speaker was certainly swinging. <laughs> it's possible. There are very strange lots of these unicorns. Yes, I've always said so. Uh, I, I mean, let, let's just hope. I'd hate for my first vote to be a losing one. Uh, a, be- a bell rings and Gorlock and Bernard and the other MPs are ushered away into the House of Commons. Uh, you, meanwhile, are guided up some stairs and come out onto the public gallery. From here, you can see the Commons below. Uh, the house is divided into two sides. One side is the opposition, and we see Edwina sliding into the middle of the front bench, flanked by her cabinet, uh, the Shadow Chancellor, Ted Maul. Uh, you see Bernard sat a few rows up. Uh, you see Gorlak awkwardly making his way to one of the back benches. At the uh, head of the chamber, you see the dispatch table and the dispatch boxes. Uh, behind them, the clerk's desk and the speaker's chair. Uh, Bar Crow flusters on top and uh, squawks. Uh, the Fable Party, you notice, is made up of an uh, eclectic group of dwarves, elves, humans and one goblin uh, yeah. the uh, true neutrals are mostly elves, uh, the SDP have their MP there, uh, it's a man in sorcerer's robes with antlers glued to it, on the other side is the government the unicorn party, these are almost exclusively humans and elves uh, you see Prime Minister Tarmac Goodlands, a high elf sorcerer she holds a tall white oak staff, she looks calm, severe and unconcerned by the presence of Gorlak, though she does give him a look uh, her Chancellor, Thorndak, is visibly angry. He's a neatly manicured fellow uh, with a crown of white and gold. His suit is made from leopard skin. Barcrow stands and announces the vote. And he says, We come now to the motion in the name of the member for New Lancaster City, Mr. Bernard Fendick. The motion on new public services investments. As many are of that opinion, say aye. 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 And the contrary, say no. No! No! Division! Clear the lobby! And the MPs file out and go to cast their votes. Uh, Gorlak gives you a little wave as he goes, and Edwina gives him an encouraging pat on the shoulder as he goes. Uh, The minutes drag by, and uh, you try to count the people going into each direction, but it's too close to call. Slowly they file back into the commons, and the chamber is full again. And three people step forward to give the results. Can you all roll a collective persuasion check? Collective no, no. persuasion. <laughs> oh, which has been the nice. You've been the nice dice to me, so I'm going to roll. Fourteen. <laughs> oh, you jumped out the dice tray. Fourteen. Roll you again. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Oh, eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. Can one of you roll a d6? Who wants to do it? 
Uh, I, I have one to hand if that's helpful. Uh, I've got one. Go yeah, for it. Cool. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. Ah. <laughs> what have we done? Okay, so uh, the clerks come forward and they give their little bow to the speaker and say, The eyes to the right, 73. The nose to the left, 73. Oh, that's what we've done. Did we win? Uh, but no, it is a tie. And Barcrow says, Order! The numbers being equal, it is my duty to cast my vote. It is not the function of the chair to create a majority on a policy issue where no majority exists in the House. In accordance with precedent, that important decision be made only by majority. I hereby cast my vote with the nose. So the nose have it. The nose have it. Unlock! Uh, so unfortunately, Whoa, the we've lost has the been vote. defeated oh, by one. Um, Barcrow oh says, uh, "A point of order, leader of the opposition, Miss Edwina Mills." And uh, Edwina says, "Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I am, of course, disappointed that this bill has failed to pass the House. Millions of people around the country desperately need these public services, and the fact that the government is <coughs> the fact that the government has." And you hear some mockery from around the commons and uh, Edwina sits down as the speaker rises. Order, order. The right honourable members will refrain from mocking the right honourable lady. Uh, Miss Edwina Mills. Thank, thank you, Mr. Speaker. This government must surely... I mean, the Fable Party will be tabling a motion uh, of... Uh, oh, no. And uh, Edwina collapses. Oh, no. Clutching Good her Lord. chest, sweating and writhing. People panic and gather around her, calling for medics. The Prime Minister, meanwhile, walks out, seemingly unconcerned. I think that's our to-be-continued uh, for this particular episode. Good lord! Campaign Trail was written and produced by Joel Corner. It starred Aim Phoenix as Dereth Moonbeam, Stephen Poor as Pelicos the Various, and Joanne Hall as Tilda Northwanderer. Gideon O'Rook was voiced by Joseph Hartthorne, and Anderson's theme was written and performed by Matt Corner from DK Vine, or also is my brother. The theme music is The News Team by Dr. Hollywood. You can follow the campaign trail on Twitter at the Campaigncast on facebook.com forward slash campaigncast and at soundcloud.com forward slash Joel Corner. That's J-O-E-L-C-O-R-N-A-H and at sci-fi-fantasy-network.com. In next week's episode, our team of campaigning adventurers are set on their first big mission to a marginal constituency and enter the city of Ragnar's Rock. Until then, go back to your constituencies and prepare for adventure. <laughs>